Revelation 21. Man, we generally get out of here about 3 o'clock. I've got a long time to preach. It's only 1030. I'm telling you. <laughs> Scared you all to death, didn't it? <laughs> all right. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven, the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. And be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. That's read at a lot of funerals. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are faithful and true. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega. We got them in the first chapter, didn't we? The beginning and the end I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God. He shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving, the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven, from God, having the glory of God in her light was likened to a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. <clears throat> Doesn't sound like the Lord got done with them in 70 AD, does it? On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations. And in them, the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city. And the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square. And the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, 140 and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, 
the sixth Sardius, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth Beryl, the ninth a Topaz, the tenth a Chrysoprasus, the eleventh a Yacinth, the twelfth an Amethyst, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And the Lord has blessed in the reading of chapter 21 of Revelation. <clears throat> so, people say the end of the world, the end of, it's the end of the age, it's coming. There will be an end to this world and to this heaven. But there will never be a time when there's not a heaven and earth. This is going to be destroyed. It's going to melt. Elements are going to melt with fervent heat. And this shall pass away with a great noise. There's your big bang. They just got it on the wrong end. Anyway, then there's a new heaven and there's a new earth. Well... This earth is corrupt. Man corrupted it. God cursed it. This earth is not friendly. We are able to live here, but it's really not friendly. Some of the most idiotic people I know of are those people on those, uh, I've never watched them, I see them advertised, on the reality stuff, and they go out into the jungles and deserts, totally naked, and try to survive. God took care of that before he ever drove Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. They wore clothes. Going around naked was over the very second that Adam and Eve sinned. It's over. But you see the rebellion in this country, in this world, and there it goes through all, all sources. So new heaven and new earth. The first, the first heaven, first earth were passed away. Passed away with a great noise, and there was no more sea. So you can tell there's going to be a completely different situation. We couldn't survive without the ocean. There won't be one there. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of a heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. You don't necessarily have to think of this as the bride, it's just that this city was all dressed up to its max as a bride would be. Most generally, a, a bride 
never dresses as well as for her wedding day. Am I right? That is the ultimate. And that's why, guys, you just need to shut your mouth and let her do what she needs to do. You know what? Get out of it. It ain't yours. It's hers. Well, here's this city prepared like that. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. That's the eternal situation. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. We saw that. It's back in Isaiah 25, 8, in Revelation 7, 17. Old timer said, no, there'll never be no tears in heaven. I three times said he'll wipe the tears away. They got to be there to get wiped away. Uh, and there shall be no more death. Death is the last enemy that shall be put down. Death is an enemy. Do you all realize it? You listen to the liberals. The uh, They say death is your friend. Death's not my friend. I don't want to live forever in this body. But death is not my friend. I mean, even... Bad off as you might be, I still want to stay with my loved ones, my brothers and sisters. I do. I want to stay. I can't do it. Death's not my friend. Death takes away people I love. Then the jurors, and there'll be no more death. Huh. Last enemy that shall be put down is death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. That's got to be a glorious time, and we need to, we need to content ourselves with that often. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write for these words are true and faithful. Now Joe Biden will lie to you. Any Democrat or Republican will lie to you. Lots of people will lie to you. But not God. God who cannot lie. He says these things are faithful and true. Believe it. And he said unto me it is done. I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. A thirst. Oh, you mean you're not going to save everybody? No, I just want those that thirst. I know people don't want don't want to be bothered with the Bible. I hear about them all praying now. I mentioned this morning. A lot of people pray. A lot of people pray, but who are they praying to? Makes a big difference. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Faith is a victory that overcometh. And I will be his God and shall be my son. But 
in contrast, the fearful and unbelieving, the abominable, he's not talking about the abominable snowman. Well, who's he talking about the abominable? Go through and see who God calls abominable. Abomination. How about this whole pride month? And all of the abominable. Oh, you saying they can't be saved. I didn't say that. I said they're abominable in what they are. And they can't be saved in it. They got to be saved out of it. Such were some of you. Murderers. We have no idea what justice is. There's more murdering going on now than ever before. And if they actually catch them, some lawyer will will reduce it down to manslaughter. Give them 13 years and let them out on parole in three. But they won't get away with God. And whoremongers. And sorcerers. And idolaters. Oh well it's alright just so they worship something. God says they're in the same category as murderers and abominations, idolaters. They look at a cross or they look at a a loaded cross. Bow to it. Bow down before a statue or a picture. I think God takes note of that, doesn't he? And all liars. Oh, well, if they don't lie, they can't get elected. I've heard people talking like that. They've got to lie to get get elected. That's not bad. What idiots. And shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, you look at all of those. Fearful, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars. They're going to be in the lake of fire that burns forever and ever throughout all eternity. And there came one of of the seven angels, which had the seven vials of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. Oh, they're really, the bride's just everybody. That's what they say. He carried me away in the spirit to a great and a high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending, that's coming down out of heaven from God. Now this is in a new heaven and on a new earth. It would take the new earth to hold this thing up. 
having the glory of God in her light was like unto a stone most precious, and even like a jasper stone clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof, and the city lieth four square. That means it's equal on all four sides. And the length is as large as the breadth, and he measured the city with the reed 12,000 furlongs. The length and breadth and the height of it are equal. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Now, you, Some of you have heard this before. I've got it written out because I have to write it out to keep it. I'm no mathematician. 12,000 furlongs. A furlong is 220 yards or 660 feet. The only ones that use furlongs in England are on the racetracks. So a furlong is 660 feet. 12,000 furlongs would be 660 times 12,000. That's 7,920,000 feet. On each side. There's 5,280 feet in a mile. Now we've got to divide 7,920,000 by 5,280. That's a mile. That gives you 1,500 miles. This side, that side, that side, that side. Now, if you got this in your mind, 1,500 miles, say walk over that side of that building, it's 1,500 miles. What will it take you about to drive it with no problems two or three days? Now that's not all. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. So that means it's 1,500 miles on all four sides and 1,500 miles right straight up. Now, I've been up on some tall buildings, fairly tall. I haven't been on anything like the Empire State Building. But I've been enough that it'd take you a long time to get down, even if you fell. But I ain't been on one 1,500 miles high. Matter of fact, I've never been 1,500 miles high. We've been 33,000 feet high, but that's only six miles. six miles or something. 
So when we were, when we were up there at that big jet, 33,000 feet, if we were flying next to the New Jerusalem, we just got 1,400 and 94 miles to go to get to the top of it. <laughs> well, pretty big, isn't it? So 1,500 miles cubed. If you've got length and width times, you get square footage. If you add the height, you get cubic feet. Well, big difference. 1,500 miles squared is 2,250,000 square miles. But cubed, it's 3,375,000,000 cubed. Now, 2,250,000 square miles. Texas is 268,820 square miles. Ain't even a fraction. Alaska is 663,000. California is 163,000. And the United States of America, continental United States of America, is 2,959,000 miles, square miles. So, we're talking a lot of building here. Big building. All right. Now, Dave can verify this from the fire department. When you're figuring how to fight a fire, fire on a building, Especially got high rise. I don't know what they still do. Do they still do friction loss like they used to? Yeah. Well, if you're pumping a, an engine and you've got a, a line, hose line on it, well, you're pump. You're the engineer. You got to figure out how much pressure to put on the end of that nozzle that the firemen are holding, so you don't knock them off the ladders. And yet they've got enough water to put. The Fight the fire. Well, you have to you have to calculate all of your friction loss problems, and then you have to go for each floor, ten foot. I forget the amount of friction loss you get there, but for each floor, five pounds. Okay, so you got five floors. That's twenty five pounds. If you got one hundred and fifty pounds pressure on the end of the line, you automatically have got. 125 because you lost 25 just getting it up there. So that's how you, you have to figure that. So the average height of a floor in a building is about 10 foot. That's what they figured. Now there are some that are big commercial buildings that are higher, uh, but then there are high rise uh, residentials and they're less than 10. But so it's average about 10 foot. Now we're going to figure. We're going to figure a floor 
in this building, this new Jerusalem, at ten foot. So we've got seven hundred or seven million nine hundred and twenty thousand feet right straight up. Now, how many floors is that? Well, divide that by ten, and you've got seven hundred and ninety-two thousand floors. I say, oh, that's just symbolic. I think they're goofy. You don't have all of these figures if it's just symbolic. No, it's not symbolic. All right. <laughs> what floor you live on? <laughs> the 791st floor, 91st floor. <laughs> Look, figure your buttons on that one. Huh? Alright, in a square mile, you've got 27,878,400 square feet per square mile. Go down the road a mile, up a mile, back like that square. Now you've got 27,000, 27 million. 878,400 square feet per mile. Now, an average good size home would be 2,500 square foot. Most, well, I don't know about nowadays, but it used to be if you had a 1,200 square foot house, it was an average house. So I'm going to say a 2,500 square foot house very few can get that on one floor. They may get it on two or three floors, but they don't get it on one floor. It takes a lot of land to do that. So we're on our dwelling places in the New Jerusalem. We're going to have 2,500 square foot for our condominium. That means that there would be a million one hundred fifty thousand one hundred thirty-six homes per square mile. So there would be. Now get this. This gets mind-boggling. On each floor of the seven hundred ninety-two thousand floors. There's going to be 25,090,560,000 homes per floor, and that's times 792,000 floors. Huh? <laughs> that equals. I've got a two and fifteen digits behind it. That means there's two quadrillion twenty nine trillion sixteen billion a hundred and sixty million total homes. 
Now that's far more than 144,000. There have been a lot of people saved since Adam. A lot of people served the Lord faithfully since Adam. All right. You've got a, a wall that is 216 feet tall. Verse 17, 144 cubits according to the measure of a man. That means it's 216 foot tall. And that wall runs for 6,000 miles. <laughs> well, 1,500 on each side. That's 6,000 miles. Now that's the wall around it. From Minneapolis, Minnesota to Key West, Florida. That's pretty good driving. It's 1,552 miles. That's about one side of the city. From Hartford, Connecticut to Fort Worth, Texas is 1,486 miles. That's a little bit less than one side. It's 1,500 miles, isn't it? And when you go up in the, in, in the air, now I don't know all this stuff. I have to figure it out and get it. The troposphere is 7 to 10 miles up. The stratosphere is 29 miles up. And total atmosphere to get out into space is 73 miles. But now this building goes up for 1,500 miles. Now there are, passenger planes don't go up that high. I think that uh, Concorde could go quite a ways up, but I don't think it could go out into space. That'd be 73 miles up. Now I think the U-2 spy plane and that Blackbird, they could go up quite a ways, but they couldn't get out. They couldn't get into, out of the atmosphere. They couldn't do that. Now, there's your holy city. Don't worry about it holding you. <laughs> there's plenty of room, I believe, for all of us. That's pretty good. All right. Let's go on back now. The wall and the building of the wall, verse 18, was of jasper. And the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. I started to say gas a while ago. And if it keeps going, it'll be about that. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished. Well, you garnish something, you decorate it. 
with all manner of precious stones. Jasper, the first foundation, sapphire, chalcedony, emerald, sardonyx, sardius, chrysolite, beryl, topaz, chrysoprasus, jacinth, and amethyst. I don't know how beautiful they're going to be. I hath not seen, neither hath the ear heard, neither that entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Twelve gates were twelve pearls. Can you imagine the oyster that came from? Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the soul, uh, city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. You, you shine up something so good, and it takes on a transparent. Did you ever shine your brass buckle, belt buckle, to where it got a transparent look? You can do that. Huh? Yeah, a lot of work. And I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. The city had no need of the sun, nor the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. We're on Psalms in uh, the ladies' class. And it, Psalm 104 talks about God arrayed himself in light. He's wearing light. Can you imagine what's under that light? He said, let there be light, and there was light. And the glory of God did lighten it. Where'd that light come from? What no moon is? Oh, you idiot, that's where it came from, God. Amen. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. Didn't say they'd live there. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. Neither whatsoever worketh abomination. Or maketh a lie, but that they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So it appears to me that somebody's going to be living there permanently. And I have to suggest that it's the bride. Others live in the light of it. Kings bring their honor into it. But it's the dwelling place 